What is going on, Suns fans? Paul and Justin coming at you with yet another episode of Bright Side of the Suns for the Fans by the Fans podcast. Paul, how you doing today? Hey, yo, how's it going? Look at that. Australian, I like it. Is that Australian? No, that was actually a shout out to uh, Trey Kirby from the Starters over at NBA TV. Okay. I don't know what any of that means, but <laughs> I'm sure Trey Kirby appreciates it. Anyway, we are coming at you on a Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. Paul and I did all of our Christmas shopping. I bought Paul something very cute. It's a it's a flat screen TV. No, I didn't. I didn't buy you anything. Sorry. I also didn't go outside of my house today until I came over to do this because it just seems really unnecessary and kind of a huge pain in the ass. I bought you a ugly sun sweater. Did you really? Did you not see the picture? I, I saw you? the picture, but did you really buy me one? Because now I go buy you something. I don't know. Do you want the Suns or do you want the Chargers? I'll take both. Damn. Wait, <laughs> no, that's I'm other. selfish. I'm sorry. That's just rude. We'll talk about this later. Yes. We'll talk about this later. Yes. We'll talk really about this later? Get, I really wanted to get you the uh, blazer emblazoned with the Chargers logo, but they don't make that one. They do have it in the Patriots. I think you might like that one. Hmm. I have Patriots fans in my office. Anyway. We'll talk about Christmas gifts around Christmas time. Seems but appropriate. It's post Thanksgiving, we can. Post Thanksgiving, you're right. I do, I, dude, I spent like three hours today trying to put up Christmas decorations. Had to pull the tree out of the garage. Oh gosh. Speaking of Christmas time, uh, want to promote uh, Brightside Night one Ooh. more time? Segway. I'm going to step back. <laughs> Go on, Paul. December 11th against the New Orleans Pelicans. We're running out of time here. We're trying to uh, get as many tickets as possible bought so we can. Give um, some underprivileged youth a nice Christmas treat to go see their first Suns game. So please check out the uh, Brightside website for all the details on how to purchase those tickets. It's not a lot of money out of your pocket. I know it's, it's the giving season, so please give and let some of these kids check out the Suns play Anthony Davis and the Pelicans. Thank you, Paul. Well said. Well done. And the children appreciate it. I'm improving. I'm trying. You're doing a fantastic job. I'm. I'm. I personally, personal moment. I am proud of you. Proud. 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 I'm tearing up here. Okay. Let's move on. Stop. 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 Don't tear up. Sons. No. First of all, no. Sons. <laughs> Sons. How was your Thanksgiving? I have to ask. I'm sorry. It was good. I saw the fam. Um, had some. Uh... You have ten more seconds. I had some family friends come over who I've known longer than I've known my sister. So uh, that was really nice to see them again. And it was a really good time. Okay, good. I feel like you didn't expect me to ask you that and threw that you off a little bit. So cool. Ready. All right, perfect, perfect. Well, we didn't talk politics, I so hope, I'm happy about I, I hope. I hope everybody out there had a fantastic Thanksgiving. I ate so much my children looked at me with a little bit of shame in their eyes, and that's exactly what Thanksgiving's all that's about. That's how I always look at So you. we will – yeah. <laughs> That's fair, actually. I, okay. Pretty sure you do the same. Kind of mean, but okay. So, let's talk sons. Let's talk sons. Let's talk sons. Paul let's and I have been gone for a while, a while, for a week. We took a week off. We're back. We are back. We had a couple of, you know, some interchanges about what we want to talk about on the show. Some and stuff happened. Some stuff happened. And, you know, Paul brought up a point that he doesn't know that he, and correct me if I'm wrong, necessarily agrees with the way Earl Watson handles his rotation, the way he's handling the young guys, etc., etc. So I thought I would give Paul the opportunity to, right here on the 
for the fans by the fans podcast explain to myself and explain to all of y'all listening what exactly he means and then i can explain to him why he's completely and utterly wrong incompetent is kind of harsh but wrong is wrong will do okay go on anyway um it's really just this kind of came up when we were kind of trying to plan for last week's podcast and unfortunately due to some uh, unforeseen events we weren't able to do and it was just I was getting concerned about Watson's rotations being that we were watching Ulysses get DMP coach decisions Bender getting DMP coach decisions and when they would get playing time they were actually being positive players on the court and then the next day they wouldn't play at all and it's like what the fuck is he doing language Paul sorry you know, I don't really care. Go on. Anyway, I was just he. It seemed like Watson was really try, playing the veterans over the youth, which I kind of understand. You're trying to win, but they, the veterans weren't playing well. So why is he playing them when the young guys are actually producing and playing well, and the vets weren't? But he would play like play PJ Tucker close to 40 minutes a night, and he can barely can't shoot a three anymore. Wow. First of all. P.J. Tucker would beat you up for saying that. Except his stats show he can't shoot a three anymore. Yeah, but he'd still beat you up for saying that. I'm sure he physically can shoot a three. You're saying you can't make him. Yes, <laughs> I can physically shoot a three, and I know I can't make him. Right, so say what you mean. Don't mean okay, what you say. make threes. Anyway, so your your whole deal is basically that you feel Earl Watson should be playing the younger guys more than the veterans? Note, I don't say older guys because we are actually older than most of the veterans. So right. that, that would be insulting not and only to them, but to us. Not that he should be playing them more than the veterans, but that he should be playing them, period. I don't like seeing Bender and Ulis go games without getting any time on the court at all. Granted, things have changed in the past week. A lot of that had to do with opportunity with um, Tyson being out do, dealing with uh, the passing of his mother and with T.J. Warren's um, mystery injury. Which is really weird. We'll talk about that later. Um, which opened up some playing time that allowed um, Len to get some starters minutes, Bender to get some more time on the court, as well as Ulysses to get time well, on the court. But Okay, let's, let's look at it from this perspective. Chris has been getting his minutes. He's averaging, what, 14 to 16 a game, I would say? Yeah. I don't have the stats in front of me, Paul. Sounds about right. Yeah. And for once in my life, Paul's given me a stat, and I'm going to trust it. Because I think it's actually accurate. Dragon Bender, dude, is how old? 18. He's how tall? 7'1". He weighs how much? 225. Soaking wet? 230. Depending on how much... I think he weighs 215. I think he weighs 225 soaking wet when he's wearing 7 pounds of clothes. Anyway... It's not so much about, hey, let's just throw these guys in there. Mm-hmm. Don't you think there's some benefit to be had by allowing them to sit, allowing them to wait? You don't want to throw in there. And as I I'm said, I said, shh, shh. I put my fingers to my lips for Paul right there. You put your fingers to my lips. And then I, <laughs> dude, hey, they're not watching. Anyway, but isn't there something to be said about letting these guys sit and wait and learn and watch. 
what does Dragon Bender, the youngest player in the league, if I'm not mistaken, really gain from getting thrown into a situation where perhaps he's not ready? I mean, let's also take into account the fact that this dude just moved to America recently. I'm, I think there's a, a lot more harm you can do than good when it comes to a guy like Dragon Bender because I said this, I think, maybe one of the, the first or second pod that we did, the Shelby Miller effect. That dude's confidence went, and he has been just... <laughs> I was going to do the same thing, and I held myself back. Thank you for waiting for me to do it. But he has just been like that ever since the confidence went. And when you've got an 18-year-old kid who could be the cornerstone, cornerstone? <laughs> cornerstone of your team in the foreseeable future, you don't want to risk that over what? Maybe letting him run around on an NBA court a little bit more? Except when he has been on the court, he's been very positive. He has one of the best plus minuses if he's playing over 10 minutes on the court. And Who gave you that stat? You did. I appreciate what it. What if I just made it all up? Just you to make you look I've like a fool. It. Ah, damn I've it. seen it myself. I just didn't remember the exact numbers. No, you're, you're right about that. He has in, in the and games. Go ahead. Go on. Go I on. just kind of look at it as it's, he's showing flashes. Nurture those flashes. Let, the, let him play through some of the struggles, but he's obviously showing positive play on the court and he's showing giving a positive contribution to what is happening on the court let him continue to do that if he then starts to struggle then maybe we pair it back maybe we send him down to the d league for a little bit see what happens there but sorry i gave you a look and you paused because it was a disgusted look but i'll let you finish I mean, I'm not saying he needs to go down to the D League. Right oh, don't, now. no, don't, don't change your I'm thought saying, process because I gave you the look. I'm saying right now he's perfectly fine getting the time he's getting. I just kind of would like it to be a little bit more because I feel like he is, his play has earned more time. I feel like you're hedging on your point because you just said right now it's perfectly fine. I'm saying he's earned more time, and. That's where I'm going with that. I'm not going to get into a legal dispute with you because you will lawyer me. Nothing legal about it. <laughs> just it's all logic, my friend. Um, okay. So and and you're right. He has, as I astutely pointed as out, has Ulis. as I astutely pointed out last week. I don't know if it's still true, but in games where Bender had played more than ten minutes, he had the best plus minus of any player on the team in each of those games. And it was only like four games as of last week, but right, it's, still, like it's, still, it's still it's still it's still it's still something still something to and be he didn't play in half of them. Still something to be uh, uh considered. But at the same time, again, I'm perfectly fine with him sitting on the bench, letting him chill, letting him learn and practice, let him actually put on some freaking muscle onto that frame because he's also playing with a bunch of big boys in the NBA. Right. Remember back in the day in the NFL, before quarterbacks used to just get thrown to the wolves, yeah, they used to sit for two, three years. It's because they're not physically ready for this type of competition. And while the NBA is probably a lesser extreme than the NFL, it still applies. It still applies. I mean, right? But why are we throwing? Why I, are I'm, they? Putting I'm looking at the TV right now. I was watching Minnesota game, and I'm trying to look for an example where they're playing against basically a team that's the same age as them. So, well, because I guess here's the counterpoint to that: Why is it okay to? let uh, Chris get those 15 minutes a game when he's actually kind of struggled, whereas Bender has 
been succeeding with the time he's given, so maybe we should be giving him a little bit more time and maybe pare back Chris's time a little bit. Because Chris has at least a little bit of competition against the level of NBA players that we're looking at. Sorry, I just put in eye drops and that totally distracted me. <laughs> um, because you've got you got Bender out there who's played what he played He's sparing, been a spar- like sparingly, sparingly in pro leagues overseas, mm-hmm. which are different types of leagues. You have Chris who played in one of the top three college level leagues in the United but States. He's like only been playing basketball, period. Right, for like but who's also years. still also older than Dragon Bender. By like I think four that, months. That's hey, that's a big four months at that age, man. That is a big four months at that age. I know. I changed a lot between eighteen and eighteen. Yeah, and I know. Months. I I was there. I saw it. I know you did. Yeah, you put on you put on plenty of six pounds. <laughs> I was going to say weight, muscle, but six pounds. I don't know. I think that's way, no, actually, I think I'm way more than six pounds. Lost weight that freshman year. Anyway, <laughs> which would be hard to do. But I think, and you also take into account the fact that everybody, every draft pundit on the way into that draft so that Marquise Chris was more prepared to play in the NBA than Dragon Bender. Right, but Bender is obviously expected to be the better guy. Stop dropping he things. Was, uh, not obviously. Obviously is the wrong term, but they thought long-term Bender would be the better player. Sure, that's fine. Which, that's why I'd like to see him like get some reps. You know, maybe maybe be able to possibly accelerate that um, that track. Whether it happens, I mean, I don't want to screw it up. Yeah, I was going to say exactly. I don't want. I don't want it to become David Carr or Alex Smith. Or Ryan Leaf. Ryan Leaf. I would say Greg Oden. Or Kwame Brown. That was all just injury. Kwame Brown. Darko. Michael Olokondi. Darko Milicic. Darko Milicic just sucked. Can I point out, they've cut away now, but Tom Thibodeau just looks like a dick, doesn't he? Yeah, he uses... There's something wrong there. Speaking of Tom Thibodeau, he... Uh, Who? I'm working on the segues. Apparently, I'm getting better at the segues, but let me complete it. He oh, oh, apparently oh. is getting a little... Uh, he's He likes to win too much and is not... Happy with the development of the Timberwolves. If he likes to win too much, that was a good good idea taking the Timberwolves job, huh? Well, you got a cornerstone, possibly top five. Well, I'm player. I'm assuming you're saying he wants to win like now. Yesterday. Yeah, yeah. And apparently, rumors are that he's willing to trade one of these young cornerstone pieces of that team. Oh, wait, for a vet. wait a minute, wait a minute. Are we getting to everybody's favorite segments? <laughs> Who does Paul want to trade today? I don't know who I want to trade, but I know who I want to trade for. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, let's, you know what? It's not on point, but I'm going to let you go with it. Well, I mean, I'm... Proceed. I, I still want to trade Brandon Knight, but it's probably the kind of guy they're looking for. Um, yeah. I, I'll trade Brandon Knight, too. Um, I'd take, I mean... So let's take, Brand, we, let's take Brandon Knight off the table. Let's take Brandon Knight off the table. Yeah, because... I would trade him for a bag of beans. Are they magic? They could be. Do I know they are? No. Deal. I'll take him. 
You're saying there's a chance? There's a chance. Okay, okay. You're so Brandon, there's a chance. Brandon and I is off the table. Go. Okay, so there's you're basically looking at Carl Anthony Towns is probably off the table. There's no way they're trading him. No big cat? No big cat. I love mm. little big cat. Little big cat. Little big cat. That's Playing confusing. Not big cat from Barstool. <laughs> I would also take him on the Suns. <laughs> so not. For sure. But could have a good shot at maybe like bringing in a Wiggins. I, can I just say, Barstool big cat? One of the best lines I've ever heard. Life's too short to bet on the under. A friend of mine totally agrees with that and follows it all the time. Go how, on. how much money does he want? My friend, I don't know. We I don't talk financials with him, but uh-huh. but a lot. So that kind maybe of, that pretty much leaves Wiggins, Levine, and maybe Gorgie Jang, and maybe Chris Dunn. Seeing as Chris Dunn's no played, I don't want Chris Dunn. I don't really want Chris Dunn either. But I would be more than happy to take Levine or Wiggins off their hands if they want to. If they mm-hmm. want to take Brandon Knight back, sure. Which one would you – no, we already took Brandon off the table, Paul. Stop breaking the rules. Stop breaking the rules. Levine or um, Wiggins. Or, uh, Wiggins, which one would you prefer? Which one would I prefer? I would probably prefer Wiggins. I think he has more potential long term. Agreed. Would you be willing? Would you be willing to give up Bledsoe for Wiggins? What if he asked for Bledsoe and Len? For Wiggins and Jang? Hmm. And probably have to throw in Pekovic to make the money work. Um, but you just wait, Pekovic, and move on. Uh, I, I honestly don't know that much about Mr. Jang. He's a pretty good backup center, which is basically Len's okay. ceiling then, at this point. And so we're looking at what? Running Euless and Knight? And Booker as our guards? I think Wiggins can play the 2-3, so... Okay. Oh. That was confusing, but anyway. Sorry, we were watching the, the game. One, one minute left, Suns are up by down. <laughs> 11. Yeah, they were up by like 11. Were I, and we weren't paying attention, and, and then, then we, we looked over. We've done this twice now, Paul. Every time we record, they, they just go to shit. we got to stop <laughs> this. Do. Okay. <laughs> But anyway, I would uh, – if we're talking about getting Wiggins and you're saying Bledsoe, Len for Wiggins and Jang. Yeah. And then throw in whatever, blah, blah, to blah. To make blah, money for, work. Actually, uh, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I – you know what? I got into my head, yes. I would do it because I, I, would, I would put my faith in – Booker working out because he's been scaring the crap out of me this season. And Euless working out because I feel like Brandon Knight's not going to be around that much longer. But obviously he's off the table on this whole deal. And I really, really, really do like the potential upside of Andrew Wiggins. I mean, homeboy was, what, the number one big in the draft. Yeah. It doesn't just, like, that's not just not magic. No. Unless you're Bennett. Magic Johnson. Bennett. Then, then you magically get drafted number one, and then just was or Michael Olakandi or Kwame Brown. Mm. Yeah, well, Kwame Brown is more just Michael Jordan not being a very good surveyor of talent. No, this is true, and not very good is a compliment, a very strong compliment. You're welcome, Michael Jordan. You're welcome. Yeah, he needs to learn from Larry Bird. 
What we need to learn is we are never going to start recording while the Suns are playing because we literally were like, we are a minus 22 right now. We are a minus 22. No. Tonight. I think we're a minus 25. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I should I should have more sense of this, Suns fans. Ryan McDonough, Robert Sarver, I apologize. Anyway, moving yes. on. Hey, no. big, big Cat won. Big, big Cat <laughs> versus Big Sauce? See, we should get him just to have, like, two big nicknames on our team. No? You don't like it? Okay. So, Minnesota, trade. Are we done with this? I think we're done. Done talking about that? Yeah. I told you, we get distracted. The Suns game's on. Well, I mean, if we traded for Levine, we'd be on Vines a lot. Dude, that guy, guy, you know, I'm, I'm a U of A guy. I remember seeing him when he was at UCLA, and I really wanted the Suns to get him when he was even in college. And since you're an ASU guy, I know you don't watch basketball because you guys are always horrible at it. I'm not an ASU and, guy. And you're not an I ASU guy? I just went to ASU. Uh-huh. I'm a USD guy like okay. you. <laughs> well, an ASU, you and your semantics. So, But at any rate, I paid a lot of attention to uh, Zach Levine when he was in college, and I love him as a player, and I really, I would enjoy seeing him in a son's uniform. Yeah. But then the issue becomes all he does is create a further backlog. Now, now if it was, hey, we'll take Brandon Knight, and then you can have Zach Levine, I'd be like, okay, and where do I pay for everybody's plane tickets? Because I will do that right now. But obviously, that would never happen. So, no. All right. What else do we have to talk about, Paul? I don't know. What do we write down? I don't know. I'm reading right now. Three-point percentage. Oh, yeah. We're bad at that. Yeah, we suck. We are bad at that. It, Is that it? We done? Yeah. Oh, we, well, we suck. I, well, particularly the backcourt. I think Jared Dudley is saving half that percentage. His dunk percentage still sucks. Woohoo! My friend's betting year so far would probably dict- indicate that you're going to win that bet. But anyway... Things can turn around. So, the Suns' three-point percentage has been just horrific this year. Yeah. Booker's been down. Granted, one year to go off, but still down. He yeah. dipped at the end of last year, too. But Booker is... Is this a trend? Is Are we is, just seeing what he is? Because if, that, if, if that's I, the case, then so be it. Because he can still score. But right. if, he could, if he could shoot 35% from three-point range, I would be like, hey, LeBron... You suck. Devin Booker's better. I'll say that anyway because I just don't like LeBron. I mean, i I hope it I hope it turns around. He he shows flashes. He'll go for like a game where he shoots like five or six from three, and then goes one for six from three the next game. It would be nice to be some semi consistent there. I mean, he's obviously still getting his points, but he's he has like Kobe efficiency, which. I'm not looking forward to that long Like, term. late year, late career Kobe efficiency? Because Kobe was pretty, come on. You, know, like, uh, you can't really compare, complain about Kobe, like, in his prime. I mean, he's not Iverson inefficient, but... No, okay. I mean, he, the, the, Kobe wasn't the most efficient player in the world. He was a volume shooter. Right, well, most shooting guards, like, really are, right? No, I mean, there are other ones, there are certain... Not all, not all of them are Swaggy P. Not all of them are Swaggy P, no, who steal their own uh, teammates' pass. That was <laughs> ridiculous. 
<laughs> Only Swaggy P could steal a pass meant for his own teammate and then turn into a game winner. And turn into a hero. And then and then also only Swaggy P could celebrate a three pointer before he makes it and then have he that it. have that forever live in a GIF. GIF? GIF. GIF. GIF on my phone. It's graphic interface something or other. It's a GIF. Thank you. Not a GIF. Well GIF. It's peanut butter. Yeah. That's how I'm gonna remember this now. Okay. <laughs> So, continue. Continue. So, I mean, yeah, Knight's down, Booker's down, Bledsoe's down. Um, Eulis doesn't have anything to uh, compare against. I don't even know if he's shot a three yet. He's probably shot a couple. But, yeah, those – basically, threes basically rely on the backcourt, and our backcourt's down across the board. Right. And, and, and I was looking back at some of the – you know, you look back at some of the early season losses – you know, the three-point loss to, what, Golden State? Six-point loss to Golden State? Yeah, three-point loss to Oklahoma City. I might be off on all of those, but there were at least some... Three-point, there was definitely a three-point loss to Portland. Enough. There's a Portland handful. That if, if even one of those guys were shooting their regular, normal, average, you know, over their career, yeah, then those are wins. Which you look at it and you think, okay, this team... As far off as maybe it looks, maybe it's not that far off. Maybe it's not that far off. Well, I guess what is what is the issue though? Why are are they missing so much? Is it the sets they're running? Is it something else? Are the sets just breaking down and everybody's going ISO and then taking shitty shots? That's a great question. When I go to Suns Yoga, I'm going to ask Earl Watson. I think I might just ask Kellen. He pays more attention to that he stuff does. than I do. Hey, Kellen, can you answer that question? And if you can't, I'll go ask Earl I Watson. I mean, I do. Yoga. I do know that Booker tends to be like the uh, safety valve a lot. Mm-hmm. And if a play breaks down, they're running out the clock. It's like give it to Booker in in a ISO to take a very low percentage shot. And, that's part of the reason his percentages are down across the board this season. I feel like Booker is almost taking it upon himself too much. Agreed. I feel like he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Suddenly I'm the face of the franchise. Blah, blah, blah. I'm a young kid. I need to do this. I need to succeed. And he's forcing it too much. And you know what? I think that as he gets older, what, did he just turned 20? Yeah. Congratulations, by the way. You are 20. I'll buy you, you a drink in a year. Almost drink. Almost drink. But I feel like as he gets a little bit older, and as the team matures around him, that type of pressure is going to come off. Why did you whisper, who is that guy to me right now? Who the guy you? just to the right. or not Actually, the guys in between the two Toms. They're both kind of weird. All I see are a bunch of weird people in the background. The guy showing the off his arm tattoos. Thing. Which guy showing off his arm tattoos? I see no arm tattoos. The guy with his hands in the air, the black shirt. Okay, let's move on from this because nobody wants to hear this. I don't want to hear this, and I'm living it. So, y'all out there, imagine how bad I feel. Okay, so I feel like it's 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 a maturity thing for the Suns. Yeah, I feel I feel like Booker when he came in last year, when he started really like showing his shit, he was like just launching. He had nothing to lose. 
He was the youngest player in the league. And then suddenly, he became way more important to the team. He became the guy that was supposed to lead this team. And the pressure got a little heavy, and he's been uh, receding. Receding is probably not the result. It's like a hairline. but he's been he's been he's been regressing a bit. He has been, which regressing. goes back to our point earlier, and why maybe letting Dragon Bender not get too much run right now in the NBA I, is not a bad thing. I don't want him playing thing. thirty minutes, but ten would be nice. Not getting DNPs. Give him give mm. him ten minutes of run. You mm. can you can. Mm. PJ Tucker does not need to be playing forty minutes a night three games in a row. Yeah, he does. No, he doesn't. Yeah, sure he does. He, you want to save those drug and bender legs for when he's ready for the you NBA, You want to save those drug and bender legs for the playoffs? No. I'm saving them for the for for years into his career. But. No, no but. Yeah, you got nothing. Okay, anyway. So, do you have anything else to say at all about anything in life, period? No? No. You'll be quiet forever. No. Damn. I'm sorry, folks. I was close to going to be quiet forever. Do you have any other closing comments about the Phoenix Suns tonight, last night, or in the weeks past? They are overall. They're doing what I hope they do. Yeah, is we know, Paul. Okay. And lose, we don't so need to rehash pick. this. We know. Good pick. Actually, I do do have a point mm-hmm. that I didn't want to say was. You diverted it, and I wasn't able to get back to it. I was. I'm kind so of hoping, sorry. I was kind of hoping that with Bledsoe and Knight and Warren all coming back, that because part of to me part of the reason Booker's percentages went down towards the end of last year was he really was the only option. So everybody was keying in on him, and sure. he just was being double teamed all the time, taking a lot of hard shots. And he was a rookie, so his percentages went down. I was hoping that with having actual offensive threats in Warren and and Knight and Bledsoe on the court, they would draw away some of that defensive pressure, which they have. But Booker's still not hitting his shots like consistently, which is a bit of concern to me. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping it's just a temporary thing, and it's just maybe like a little bit of a sophomore slump. And he just needs to reevaluate and readjust, mm-hmm. and we'll move forward. But it is a concern, and that's really kind of all I wanted to say. I'm concerned again. Okay. <laughs> you had to put us all through that? Yes. Thank you. I appreciate it, and I share in your concern, and I have for a while. But we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Yes. We did not talk about TJ Warren's weird head thing, but let's not. Let's, you know what? We don't know enough. I don't about want. That I don't want. To, I don't want to say anything because I just want to hope by next week when we do this, he's going to be back being. Warney. I was. I was telling. I was going to let you throw his nickname out there. Oh, Tony Buckets. Tony Buckets. Yes. Yes. Because you know, I didn't know that was actually his nickname a couple weeks ago. Shocking. At any rate, as always, thank you for listening. I hope y'all had a great Thanksgiving. Hope y'all avoided all that bullshit out there on Black Friday. And until next time, have a good morning, good afternoon, or good night, depending on when you're listening. Adios, amigos.
amigos. Take care, folks.